All right. I'm going to take uh, tonight. We're going to look at actually four verses, and they're in different books and different chapters. And so I'm going to give them to you, and uh, you're going to have to find them. We're going to have, then we'll have you stand up. Everything you got, you got fingers. You can stick between those pages. If you're married, you have a wife, and and uh, she can take care of that. My wife tells me that they can multitask, and we can't. And so you can let her multitask, and you just look off her Bible. Amen? And, but anyway, uh, Luke chapter 18. It's going to be verse 1. John chapter 8. I guess better let you find that one first. Amen? It's in the New Testament. Luke chapter 18, verse 1. John chapter 8. Luke 18, 1. John 8, 29. 1 Corinthians 15. 58. Normally I would just read these, but I want you to look at them tonight as we read them. 1 Corinthians 15, 58, and then Philippians 4, 4. Luke 18, 1. John 8, 29. 1 Corinthians 15, 58. And Philippians 4, 4. If you would please stand read God's Word. If you're able to, you say, Preacher, you haven't found them yet. Go ahead and stand and act like you got them. Amen? <clears throat> I'll read them for you. Luke chapter 1, or chapter 18, verse 1 says, And he spake a parable unto them to this end, that men ought always to pray. And faint. John chapter 8, verse 29. And he that sent me is with me. The Father hath not left me alone. For I do always those things that please Him. 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 58. Therefore, my beloved brethren, be ye steadfast, unmovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord. For as much as you know that your labor is not in vain in the Lord. In Philippians 4, 4. Rejoice in the Lord always, and again I say rejoice. God's Word is complete. It's plenary. It's absolute. It does not need to be improved upon. Every word is in the right place. And every word is true. A lot of people want to change it and they want to fool with it. But the fact is, is that God has reasons for the words that He does use. Many times words that he may even repeat over and over again in certain situations. But it's rich. It gives us wisdom. It gives us direction in our lives. And God has that purpose for his word. Tonight we're going to look at a, a word here that's in these verses that you probably picked up on. It's the word always. That word has a, a, a very important meaning for us. And I want to look at it a little bit tonight. I'd like to preach a message I've titled, All the Way. Let's pray. Father, we come to you this evening asking that you'd meet with us. Thank you, Lord, for the blessed day that we've already enjoyed. And yet, Lord, the services tonight, the songs, and then the time of fellowship that we'll enjoy if you so choose. Lord, I pray now that you bless the Word of God as it's being preached. Forgive me where I failed you and sin against you, Lord. I pray that you'd hide me behind the cross. May Jesus Christ be lifted up. May you be exalted. Stir our hearts to live for you afresh and anew. 
with a new vigor and a new desire to please you, to serve you, to live for you in this day and time. Help us be a lighthouse for you, I pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Be seated. As I said, notice in each one of these verses the word always. The word contain, that contains in its understanding not just uh, a, something continual, but all the way. It's a combination of two words, all and way. And with that, we find as you look it up, the meaning of those is continually and thoroughly. Continually and thoroughly. Giving us the understanding that we're to continually and thoroughly live for the Lord and seek to, for, to, to serve the Lord with our whole lives. Not just do it, but continually do it and do it all the way. My... Uh, many times we, we see so much going on in this day and time, and so much of Christianity today is just halfway done. A lot of Christianity today is like in and out, in and out, in and out, and up and down, up and down. And people just, whatever's convenient, then they, they'll serve God if it's convenient. If it's not, they're not going to serve God. And that's, what, not, that's not God's plan. He wants us to be all the way. Always. Continual. Thoroughly. Serving and living for Him and magnifying with our lives. These verses that uh, these four verses that we uh, looked at here, we're going to look at them just for a moment here. And and I know you want some of that ice cream. We'll get you out of here pretty quick, hopefully, and and we'll dig into that. But let's dig into the Word of God here just for a, a little bit and look at this. Uh, first of all, all the way in prayer. Look at verse one of Luke chapter eighteen. Luke chapter eighteen, verse one says, "And He spake a parable unto them to this end." that men ought always to pray and not to faint. Ought always to pray. Giving, us, uh, giving your all in prayer, not just a, a now I lay me down to sleep type of prayer and, and uh, memorization of some type of prayer that somebody else has, has prayed and they write it in a book of prayers or whatever and, and so forth. God wants to hear from you. God wants to hear from your heart. God wants to know what is touching your life and he wants to know what's going on in your mind and, and he already knows, but he wants you to know that. And he's not looking for some type of canned prayer to be prayed to him. He wants us to pray, but he wants us to pray from our heart. He wants us to continue in prayer and not repeating the words, but seeking and, and praying from our heart in a, in a great desire to talk and fellowship with the Lord. You know, one of the things about talking to somebody is not so much all the time what we say as much as it is a fellowship. We go next door after a while and, and we'll enjoy some ice cream and stuff, but one of the most enjoying, part, enjoying parts of that will be the time that we sit down with one another, that we visit with one another, that we talk about things. He said, well, preacher, what are we going to do? We're going to figure out how to solve the Ukrainian war over there. What are we going to talk about? Are we going to talk about the election? Are we going to talk about the economy? Hey, listen, you know what? There'll be a lot of things talked about, but really it's not as much what's talked about as the time together in that fellowship. And that's what God wants in your life and my life. It is important what we talk about, but He wants that fellowship with us. And so we're to pray always. He wants that, that time with us together to pray always and to seek Him from our hearts. James chapter 5, verse 16, latter part says, The effectual, fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much. When I look at that verse, it says the effectual fervent prayer. I think of somebody that is pouring out their heart to God. 
I'm, think, I'm thinking about people who, who really get down to business and praying and seeking the Lord with all their heart and, and asking God to do great and mighty things that not afraid to take a hold of God and hang on to him in prayer until God answers. The effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much. And I think this is the type of prayer that the Lord wants us to have, to always have, to be all the way in in our prayer and, and all the way, praying all the way, not just kind of throwing something out there so that we can say that we prayed, but all in, all the way in, always praying with that type of heart and desire to please God and to seek Him. It's praying continually, recognizing our great need of the Lord, at all times, not just in troubled times, not just when the sky is falling, as the little chicken said, not just as things get rough, but all the time. In fact, he tells us, he says, pray without ceasing. Pray without ceasing. Preacher, how can you do that? I mean, we gotta, we got to work. we got to uh, talk to other people. And, and we've got to do this and we've got to do that. Do you know that we do that all the time with other people? We're around them. We're conversing with them. We're in their presence. And we may not be saying words at times, but there's that, that conversation that's going on. The Bible says to pray without ceasing. Otherwise, you don't have to dial her up, buddy. You're already in contact. We ought to be in contact with the Lord continually. We, there ought to be a, 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 such a, a desire in our heart to visit with the Lord that even, and I don't know about you, but there's times I'll be talking to somebody, and in my mind, in my heart, I may be praying for that person or, or talking to them, maybe knowing that they're lost and don't know Jesus Christ, their Savior, and while I'm talking to them, maybe about uh, tires for uh, a truck or, or whatever it is, in my mind, in my heart, I'm thinking, Lord, help me to be a witness to them and tell them about Jesus Christ. Help me to be and, and talking to the Lord and asking the Lord to guide me and direct me in the words that I may say to this person next. Pray without ceasing. It may be that in those times when you're driving down the road, and I don't know how many times that driving down the road and, and uh, be talking to the Lord and maybe even have somebody in the vehicle with me. You can't hear me say anything, but in my heart I'm talking to the Lord and, 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 and carrying on a conversation, praying for this one and that one and asking the Lord to do something in somebody's heart and life. Pray without ceasing. Praying with an understanding of God's desire to do great and mighty things for which we seek Him for, that He might be glorified. He says, I want you to pray always. Otherwise, pray continually, but pray all the way. Pray all the way. Pray all the way. Jeremiah 33 3 says, Call on me and I will answer thee and show thee great and mighty things which thou knowest not. Here's our problem in prayer. We don't pray all the way. Do we mean? We don't pray all the way. We don't get down to business with God. Many times we will throw something out there a little bit, but we don't really get down to business and say, Lord, I want to know what you want me to know. And I, Lord, in this situation, I need, I need the hand of God to direct me, Lord. And, 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 I, and Lord, I'm serious here. If, if you don't want this in my life, then I want you to show me. I want you to close. I may want this, Lord, to happen, but Lord, if that's not your will, then that's what I want. I want your will. And you're praying with a desire that you're all in for whatever God wants. And too many times, well, Lord, you know, if it would work out, 
and we just kind of stubble it out there a little bit. No, we need to pray always. And that means praying all in, asking God to do something great. You know what? Years ago, and I heard my dad say this over the years, and you've heard the same saying, but my dad used to say, if it's worth doing, it's worth doing all the way, not just halfway. If it's worth doing, it's worth doing all the way, not just halfway. And I feel like many times in our prayer lives, we're just kind of halfway praying. Not really getting down to business. Remember the verse I quoted a while ago about to be the effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much. Over the years, and I know Brother Auger has, has, has seen this, and, and we don't see as much of it anymore as what we used to. During the invitation or at times, and sometimes even in the middle of a service, somebody would get up and go to an altar and begin to call on God. I mean, out of a heart and a great desire for God to do something powerful. And they're pouring their heart and their out on, uh, uh, to the Lord. And I mean, there may be tears streaming down their face. And, and they may sometimes even be calling out loud unto the Lord and asking God to do something. Even in the presence of others. And there's a, a seriousness and there's, a, there's a, an urge in their prayer. Why don't we pray like that anymore? Why doesn't churches pray like that anymore? The need is still great. The, 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 the souls still need to be saved. Our nation still needs to come back to God. And what we've got to do is we've got to get serious with God. We, we quoted this morning as we uh, preached a in a message talking about getting back to God and, and, and the, the hope for our nation and, and the freedom that we can get back. But in Second Chronicles 7.14, he said, uh, If my people, which are called by my name, shall humble themselves. And many times when we go to the Lord, we don't humble ourselves. We just kind of casually walk in and say, Lord, we need this. Our country's in a mess. Would you fix it? But we're to pray and seek His face. And we're to humble ourselves. We're to call unto Him. And I fear today that our prayers have become so lightweight and, 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 and so fluffy. And it's not about the beauty of the words. It's about the intent of the heart. It's about the intent of our hearts. Seeking the Lord all the way and, and always, all, all, and with, with the desire to see Him do great and mighty things. That, uh, that understanding of prayer, all in with your heart and life, totally depending on God and, what, and, and, and that we need Him in a great way daily. All in. Always. John chapter 8, verse 29. Always pleasing the Lord. Look at verse 29 of John chapter 8. says, And that sent me is with me. The Father hath not left me alone. For I do always, notice what it says here, for I do always those things that please him. This is Jesus Christ. This is the Son of God. This is God himself saying that he always did that, those things that please the Heavenly Father. Now, I, I, you know, we have a lot of examples in our world. We have a lot of people that we look up to. But I think Jesus Christ would be the top one. 
And I think if there was anybody that you would want to pattern your life after and, and follow after spiritually and in other areas of your life also, it would be Jesus Christ. And Jesus himself said here, let me repeat the last part, for I do always those things that please him. He said, I'm always doing that which pleases the Father. All the way. Not just continually, but all the way. Not partially pleasing, but pleasing him completely all the way. Always. Seeking to please the Heavenly Father, just as in our, as our great example, as he told us there. So, so likewise, it should be that our desire to uh, always please the Heavenly Father and, and to do it all the way. Always, continually. In Colossians chapter 1 verse 10 says that you might walk worthy of the Lord unto all pleasing, being fruitful in every good work and increasing in the knowledge of God. So many Christians, as I said a while ago, are half in, half out. They could never, and can I say this tonight, and, and you might as well put it down because this is, this, this, is, this is the way it is. You're not going to please the Lord if you're half in, half out. It'd be like this. When you was a child, and your mama told you to go get the trash and take it out and put the trash can. So you went and got the trash. She's seen you get the trash. And she's seen you go to the door. She sees you going outside the door. And she said, hmm, good. Next thing you know, you're back inside and and she said, uh, thanks for doing that. Oh, you're welcome. Well, she has to go outside to do something else. She goes outside and there's the trash can over there and you just threw the bag down over here. She comes back in and says, I thought I told you to take the trash out. I did. I did what you told me to do, Mom. She said, yes, but I told you to take the trash out and put, out and put it in the trash can. Well, I took the trash out. Yeah, but you only went halfway. You only went halfway. Can I tell you something, Christian? Many Christians are doing that with their spiritual lives. We're only halfway. We're not all the way. We're not trying to, to please the Lord with every part of our lives. Many are trying to please the Lord maybe by coming to church on Sunday morning, maybe Sunday night, but then they skip the rest of the time. When they could be there. It may be that uh, other areas of their lives that the Lord's trying to get them to do this or do that and, and they'll do part of it, but they won't go all the way in. And many times in our lives, what's happening in Christians' lives is we're picking and choosing things that we will do and we're disregarding everything else that we don't want to do. We're halfway in and halfway out. Do you know what they used to call that in the old times? Straddling the fence. Straddling the fence. You're half in, half out. Jesus said, I do always that which pleases him. And it should be in our lives that we should always want to please him all the way. All the way. Not just partially. Not just a little here, a little there. But seeking to please the Lord with our whole life. That seeking to please the Lord first in all that we do. That... This life is not about pleasing self and others. It's about pleasing the Lord. And, and when we do, there's a great joy and there's a great blessings in our lives. 
The scripture says, Seek ye first the kingdom of God and His righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. Too many times we're seeking to please ourselves with all these things that it's talking about. They're not bad of themselves. There's nothing wrong with other, other selves. But we're going after that first, trying to please who? Self. When if we will please the Lord, He's going to reward you with those things that there's nothing wrong with. He'll allow you to have those things in your life. But too often, we're not all the way in, always serving Him, always trying to please Him. Notice there in Colossians chapter 1 verse 10 again, it says that ye might walk worthy of the Lord unto all pleasing. That's living for Him. That's being fruitful for His glory. That's seeking a closer walk and a closer fellowship with Him. Once a person gets saved, that's not the end. That's the beginning. That's the starting spot. What if you, you know, uh, uh, Charles uh, uh, done some of this uh, uh, racing and stuff, and what if Charles got out there and, man, they had them engines reared up on them cars, man, they're ready to go like that, and, and the flag goes down, and they take off, and, man, he's the first one out, and he's ahead. He, he gets to that first turn. He says, good enough. <laughs> he walks out, and get he Pulls around down into the, into the center part, goes back up to us and says, well, where's my trophy? They say, what do you mean your trophy? I was the first one out. I beat, I beat everybody to the curve. They said, no, you don't understand. you got to go all the way around this thing. And I don't know how many times, but you got to go all the way around it. All the way. He said, well, not in this race. And they said, no, always. Always. you got to go all the way around it. Well, didn't I do good? You did excellent. You was, you was four or five car lengths ahead of everybody else coming into that turn. Give me my trophy. No. You didn't go all the way. You see... We need Christians to go all the way. After you get saved, it's time to get down to business. It's time to serve God. It's time to go all the way. It's time to please Him, living for Him, being fruitful for Him, seeking a closer walk and fellowship with Him. <coughs> then the third one, always faithful to the Lord. 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 58. Therefore, my beloved brethren, be ye steadfast, unmovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord, for as much as you know that your labor is not in vain in the Lord. Always faithful, always steadfast, always abounding in all circumstances in the Lord, always there for the Lord, unmovable, faithful unto Him, always seeking the Lord, always trying to please Him, always in there for the Lord, faithfulness. There's a, a couple down in, in southeast Missouri at, in, in Piedmont in the church that, that uh, Janine and I are from down there, Victory Baptist Temple. And 
they were the, I guess you'd say the epitome, they were the, the picture of faithfulness. She went on to be with the Lord. Brother Danny McFadden, Brother Danny and Roberta McFadden. And I, I cannot, I cannot, Dustin, think of faithfulness without thinking about them. I mean, they run a bus route. They, they had kids in, in pumpkin, pump, pumpkin, pumpkin, what are those little seats? And they took them on the bus. It didn't matter whether it was 100 degrees or whether it was 10 degrees. And they'd run those bus routes. They'd go visiting on Saturday and they would drag those kids with them. They were there at every service. They was there at anything that went on. They were there. They were faithful. There's one thing. If they didn't show up, there was one or two problems or one or two things. Either they had gone to see some relatives and they were gone somewhere and that was very rare that they was ever gone then. And the other was they were sick and unable to come. And that one sometimes they were still sick and they still came. Faithful. Faithful. You never had to ask, well, do you think they'll be there? Faithful. Always there. Do you know what? I'm not a very good singer. I can't play a piano. Now, I can play the radio. I can't play a violin like John. I can't play uh, a guitar like, like Dustin and, 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 and some of these other guys, Dale and some of them. I don't have some of the talents that, I, you know, if you want me to draw something, I can maybe draw you a stick figure. Other than that, I just draw flies. <laughs> I may not be very talented, but there's one thing that I can always, listen to me, that I can always do and be, and that's faithful. Faithful, always. Doesn't matter what your talent is. Doesn't matter what your abilities are. We can always be faithful. Always be faithful to God. Always be faithful to the things of God. Always faithful to the testimony of God. Always faithful to the Word of God. Notice they said there that your labor is not in vain when you're, when, you're healthy, or when, you're, when you're faithful to the Lord. We should want to hear those words one of these days. In Matthew chapter 25 verse 23 it says, And his Lord said unto him, Well done, good and faithful servant. Thou hast been faithful over a few things. I will make thee ruler over many things. Enter thou into the joy of thy Lord. Boy, I'll tell you what. It pays to be faithful to the Lord. It pays to be faithful to the things of God. It pays to be faithful to the Word of God. It pays to be faithful to the testimony of God. You see, we can always, always be all the way in faithful to the Lord. All in, always. Then the last one there that we read was rejoice always. Philippians 4.4. 4. It says, Rejoice in the Lord always. And again, I say rejoice. This is not just rejoicing when things are good, but even when things and times are and circumstances are not good. This was written from a jail, from a prison. This was written by the Apostle Paul. 
The Apostle Paul is writing this and he's saying, Rejoice in the Lord always. And again I say rejoice. He's writing to the Philippian church, Philippian church at Philippi. He's writing unto them. But let me back you up a ways. Because his testimony that he had about rejoicing in the Lord come long before he ever wrote this. If you go back to the book of Acts. And you find that Paul and Silas have been beaten, have been placed in the inner, inner part of the, the jail, the prison there, and they, their feet are in chains and stocks. And at midnight, they begin to sing. At midnight in chains, after being beaten, after being abused, after being uh, uh, cruelly handled and, and, and sitting in a filthy, dirty prison. And it, it, I, I guarantee you it was a dirt floor. I guarantee you there was, was rats everywhere. I guarantee you it stank. And they begin to sing at midnight. And boy, that thing began to shake. And their bonds, their, their chains, their stocks fell off and the doors flew open. And a Philippian jailer seen that and he thought that everybody had escaped and he took his sword and was about to, to kill himself. And they hollered him and said, don't do yourself, do yourself no harm. We're all here. He called for a light and went in and that he had heard them singing and everything and he knew that they were rejoicing and and now he takes them home. He, he cleans up their, their, the, the, the stripes, the, 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 the battered back and everything, and cleans them up and feeds them, sits down with the family and his whole family, his household, it says. That means that even his servants got saved. Fast forward. Philippians chapter 4. This little church has been started maybe very possibly from this Philippian jailer's home. Going through struggles because of the word of God going out and Satan fighting against it, struggling themselves. And here's Paul again in prison. And he's writing unto him. And he says, Rejoice in the Lord. He says, Rejoice in him. He says, I want you to understand that you can rejoice always. He says, Rejoice in the Lord always. And he looks, and they look at that letter, and they're thinking, here's a man that knows what it means to rejoice in adversity. Here's a man that knows what it, rejoicing is really about. It's not about things going good. It's about knowing the Lord as your Savior and knowing where you're going to spend eternity and knowing that God is in control and that God's going to take care of you and that God's there no matter what takes place in your life. God said, I'll never leave you. I'll never forsake you. Knowing all those things, he says, rejoice in the Lord always. And then he comes back and he doubles down on it. He says, and again... I say, rejoice. Do you know what that'd be like then? That'd be like going down and saying, rejoice, rejoice. Rejoice over being able to rejoice. He says, man, he said, get it in your head what you have. 
and understand that you can always rejoice. And it's not some little old fickle thing of, of saying, okay, I know I'm supposed to rejoice, so yay, I'm going through a difficult time, but yay, things aren't going good, but yay. No, he says, rejoice. And again, I say rejoice. Always. Meaning, rejoicing all the way, it's not fake, it's real because you're counting the, the presence of the Lord. You're seeing what God is doing and you understand that God is there for you and you understand what the Bible says and you understand the promises of God and you can rejoice although though the circumstances may not be good. There is that ability to rejoice in the Lord always, all the way, all the way. Well, rejoicing all the way, don't fake it. 1 Peter 1.8 says, Whom having not seen, ye love, in whom though now you see him not, yet believing, ye rejoice with joy unspeakable and full of glory. Glory in him. But how can we do all these? How can we pray always, all the way? How can we seek to please the Lord always, all the way? Why is it that we can do these things? Why is it that we can be faithful always and all the way? Why is it that we should be able to rejoice and, and always and to rejoice all the way? Why is it that we should be able to do these things? Matthew 28 20 says, teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I commanded you. And notice what he says. And lo, I am with you always, even unto the end of the world. Why can I, we do those things? Why can we pray always? Why can we be faithful always? Why can we rejoice always? Why can we seek to please the Lord always? Because he said, I'll always be there with you. Always. You may feel all alone, but he said, I will always be with you. You may feel like there's no one around, but he said, I will always be there. How can I be faithful? Because he's right by my side. How can I pray always without ceasing? Pray always and, and pray with a fervent heart because he's right there listening to my prayer and he cares about my prayer and he knows my heart and he wants to do great and mighty things beyond my comprehension. He's always there. Boy, I'll be able to rejoice because he's always there. Always. 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 2 Corinthians chapter 9 verse 8 says, God is able to make all grace abound toward you that ye always have all sufficiency in all things may abound to every good work. Why is it that we should be able to pray always all the way? Why is it that we should be able to seek and please the Lord always all the way? Why is it that we should be able to be faithful always, all the way? Why is it that we should be able to rejoice always, all the way? 
because His grace is there for us. It abounds towards us. Otherwise, He is all grace in our need. He is all sufficient in all that we need. And He'll cause us to abound in every good work. See, what are you saying, preacher? That word always is completely tied to the God of heaven that is always there and always able, listen to me now, and always willing. He's just looking for people who will always be in all the way. All the way. Always and thoroughly. Thoroughly. Continually. Living for God. Lifting Him up. Not just in church. But tomorrow at work or tomorrow if you vacation or you go someplace. Tomorrow. Every day. Whether you're with family, whether you're with friends, whether you're with co-workers, who, it doesn't matter who you are, where you are, who you're with, what you're doing. Always with God. Always. Let's bow. Maybe tonight you just need to come find a place. Say, Lord, count me always in. Count me always thoroughly to serve you, to live for you. To always be faithful. To always please you. To always rejoice in you. To always follow after you with my whole heart and do what you want me to do and to be able to be used by you always in prayer seeking your, your face continually. Let the Lord have his way. Father, I thank you for loving us. Thank you, Lord, for the always of the word of God. The always of our Savior, the always of our mighty God, help us to always, all the way, to continually, to thoroughly live for you. Have your will and way in this invitation, I pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Would you stand with you?